Blog Talk Radio. Take 
Can you hear me? Hopefully you can. Let me do a test. I got a text that you can hear me. Welcome to tonight's show. I'm one of your hosts, Tanisha. Our other host will maybe join us in the end. Terrence, he's got some things that he's doing right now, but he sends his love and he's listening in. Um, But thank you for tuning in tonight to PGN, Prophetic Grace Network, where we don't just talk about it, we are about it. And what a blessing and a privilege it is for us to be part of this network and part of a movement that God is using to speak to us in these end times. I mean, it, it is a safe haven. It is a uh, place for guidance and direction, a place to be edified, sharpened, loved on. Um, so thank you for tuning in tonight. So today is May 10th. It's 2023, 7.13 p.m. Central Standard Time. And once again, thank you for tuning in. <clears throat> so tonight what I want to talk about, which just came to me, is let's go straight into the word. Let's go to 2 Timothy 1, because this has been weighing heavy on me all week. And I'm going to get into the backstory about why the scripture has been, um, or yeah, why this has been weighing heavy on me. And so right before the show, the Lord told me to speak about this um, to you all tonight. So this is the word that God is giving us. So we're going to go to 2 Timothy 1, um, starting in verse 1. I'm reading out of the Amplified Paul, an apostle, special messenger, personally chosen representative of Christ Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed, by the will of God, according to the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace, inner calm, and spiritual well-being from God the Father and Christ Jesus, our Lord. I thank God whom I worship and serve with a clear conscience the way my forefathers did as I constantly remember you in my prayers night and day. And as I recall your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I remember your sincere and unqualified faith, the surrendering of your entire self to God in Christ with confident trust in his power, wisdom, and goodness of faith, which first lived in the heart of your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am confident that it is in you as well. That is why I remind you to fan into flame the gracious gift of God, that inner fire, the special endowment which is in you through the laying on of my hand with those of the elders at your ordination. Now, this is the, listen here. This is the key scripture. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of sound judgment and personal discipline, abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. So do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord or about me, his prisoner, but with me, take your share of suffering for the gospel. Continue to preach regardless of the circumstances in accordance with the power of God, for his power is invincible. For he delivered us and saved us and called us with a holy calling, a calling that leads to a consecrated life, a life set apart, a life of purpose, not because of our works or because of any personal merit. We could do nothing to earn this, but because of his own purpose and grace, his amazing undeserved favor, which was granted to us in Christ Jesus before the world began eternal ages ago. But now that extraordinary purpose and grace has been fully disclosed and realized by us through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who through his incarnation and earthly ministry abolished death, making it null and void, and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. 
for which I was appointed a preacher and apostle and a teacher of this good news regarding salvation. This is why I suffer as I do. Still, I am not ashamed, for I know him and I am personally acquainted with him, whom I have believed with absolute trust and confidence in him and in truth of his deity. And I am persuaded beyond any doubt that he is able to guard that which I have entrusted to him until that day when I stand before him. Keep and follow the pattern of sound teaching, doctor, which you have heard from me in the faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. Guard with greatest care and keep unchanged the treasure, that precious truth, which has been entrusted to you, that is, the good news about salvation through personal faith in Christ Jesus, through the help of the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. You are aware of the fact that all who are in the province of Asia turned away and deserted me, Philogus and Hermogenes among them. The Lord grant mercy to the family of Onaphorus because he often refreshed me and showed me kindness, comforting and reviving me like fresh air, and he was not ashamed of my chains for Christ's sake. But instead, when he reached Rome, he eagerly searched for me and found me. The Lord grant to him that he may find mercy from the Lord on that great day. You know very well how many things he did for me and what a help he was at Ephesus. You know better than I can tell you. Now that's uh, first, I'm sorry, Second Timothy one, and that's one through. Where's the hold on? One through sixteen. So Paul is writing to Timothy. So first Paul is is telling him, um, he's wishing him well, right? Grace, mercy, peace, inner calm, spiritual well-being from God the Father. That's what he's wishing on him. And he thanks God, right? Then he talks about Timothy's faith and how at first he was, you know, unqualified. He talks about his 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 uh, foundation of faith through his grandmother and, 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 and his mother. Then he talks about he's reminding him to fan the flames of the gift of God in him. Then he's telling him why he's able to do it because God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, right, but of, of, of power and love and a sound, uh, sound mind, right? Then he's telling him, don't be ashamed to testify about Jesus who, 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 or about him as a prisoner, right? Uh, but take his share of suffering for the gospel. And then he talks about how God delivered and saved us with a holy calling, a life set apart, right? Because we're consecrated, not because of our work. So it's not what you're doing, right? But because of his purpose and his grace. And then it goes on. But what the, the scripture that stands out is the Lord hasn't given us a spirit of fear. So the reason why I've been mulling over this scripture all week is because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys have heard about the Allen Outlet Mall shooting here in Texas. Um, Allen Outlet is a mall that we have frequented. And actually, on the day of the shooting, I wanted to go uh, to the to that mall that day, but I felt like in my spirit, no, I should not go. Um, and so in the aftermath of, of that tragedy, there's been threats made to the local schools and the surrounding um, areas, which we're part of. <clears throat> so our son's school, he's in high school, um, received threats yesterday that they were going to shoot the school at 3 o'clock. Now, these threats have been made on social media, like TikTok and uh, Snapchat and all that kind of thing. And what's crazy is that parents started immediately pulling their kids out of school, Right. Um, even even our son was like, hey, can you know, can you pick me up? My friends are going home. When he rode the bus home yesterday, he said there was only maybe five kids on the bus because everybody else had been picked up. 
And while I, I'm, I like to err on the side of caution, I also move in wisdom, and I will. I, I refuse to submit to a spirit of fear. Right? There's, there's it's one thing to be afraid. There's a difference of, to being afraid and 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 having a spirit of fear, or even submitting to a spirit of fear, or even allowing a spirit of fear to dictate your moves. And we're not doing that. No. And, and, and it was a great learning opportunity for my son to talk to him about that. That's not how we operate. Because where we're going in these end times, that spirit of fear is going to come on thick. We saw just a, a, just a taste, just a tiny morsel, just a hors d'oeuvre, just an appetizer of it during COVID, right? A lot of people did things that they did out of fear, not because they felt God led them, but because they were, they were submitting to a spirit of fear. And every time you turned on the television, even if you tried to watch a regular show, right, there would be a ticker tape at the bottom talking about how many deaths in your county and, and, and just all this scary stuff, right? Not to say that that stuff was not scary, because it was scary seeing all these numbers and, 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 and every day they're throwing statistics and data like, okay, this many people have it now in your county and this many people have it in your state and this many people are dying, death, death, die, die, death. It was everywhere. And with it came a spirit of fear to where people were afraid constantly. They were fearful of doing even regular things. Because Terrence and I, during that time, we still went to, you know, the grocery store and all that. We went where we could go. We actually even went on a family vacation during COVID, and we had a blast. But we noticed when it first hit, when we would go to the grocery store, I mean, it was like a skeleton crew there. There was hardly any of us. And then if you heard a person cough or sneeze, I mean, you would have thought that the sky was falling. People were so afraid. And and they didn't realize that they were submitting and bowing down and making decisions based on the spirit of fear. Now, and, and we have, listen to what Paul said. Okay, let's go back to, uh, let's go back to 2 Timothy 1. Okay. Because um, he talked about the Holy Spirit. Okay, here we go. So verse 14, 2 Timothy 1, 14. Guard with greatest care and keep unchanged the treasure, that precious truth which has been entrusted to you, that is the good news about salvation through personal faith in Christ Jesus through the help of the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. See, the only spirit I'm yielding to is the Holy Spirit. I refuse to submit, bow down, or make moves based on the spirit of fear. Because when I'm afraid, guess what? I put my trust in the Lord. And I will do it afraid. But I'm not submitting to no spirit of fear because that doesn't come from God. Let's let's talk about, let's go back to the spirit of fear. Let's go back. Because it says here, let's read it out of King James, which is my sweetheart's favorite. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound. So that means spirit of fear, that, that's not from God, period. So if it's not from God and I'm submitting to it, I'm yielding to it, I'm making moves, that means I'm on the opposite side of what God wants me to do because it didn't come from God. That's not of God. It's Like I said, it's one thing to be afraid. 
Let's look at the scripture about being afraid, because I think yesterday's scripture of the day, if you have the Bible.com app, uh, touched on being afraid. I wonder if there's a way to look and see. No, here it is. Okay. Psalm 56, 3. When I am afraid, I will put my trust and faith in you. So don't act like or don't, I, I don't want you to misunderstand and think that because you're afraid, oh, God, that's, that's the spirit of fear. That's not, that's not the same thing. Being afraid and having a spirit of fear, those are not the same. We, we, we will be afraid at some times in our life. But what, what does it say here? When I am afraid, I will put my trust and faith in you. So sometimes you're going to have to just do it afraid. That's different than submitting to a spirit of fear. But I was so disheartened yesterday to see how many parents bow down to that spirit of fear. First of all, let's let's talk about it practical. Okay, because we hear a lot about uh, different uh, tragic events. And most times, and I'm not saying it's never happened, but most times they don't give advance warning to say, hey, I'm going to shoot up the place at, you know, on this day at this time. And then they're not putting it on Snapchat and TikTok and sending it to a bunch of kids. So just to give an update on that situation, because some people say, well, they might do Okay, but they didn't. Okay? And when I heard it, it sounded like a bunch of rubbish just from the gate, because my son sent me the screenshot that he was um, showing me, hey, there's people saying that they're planning on shooting up the school. And I had already, I keep up with all of the local um, police departments. And I'm actually in a class right now working with my local uh, police department so that I can be involved in the community. But the police had already given us warning that, hey, there's, there's some threats. We don't feel that they're, you know, credible, but we're, we are investigating. And so um, both of our local districts, the ones that's closest to us, including our own, they did find these kids. And they did say they were kids that were doing it and they were arrested. And they will be uh, prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. And and they put it out there to let parents know, hey, you might want to be monitoring your kids' social media, things that they're posting, because we don't take this lightly. We're still, you know, we still got an open wound with this tragedy. And now you've got kids finding it funny. They they just, it's a barrel of laughs of them to them to uh, put fear in people because they know people are on edge. And, and if your kids do that, we're not giving slaps on the wrist. We're not having chit-chats. We're throwing them in handcuffs and pressing charges, period, to the fullest extent. And they gave all the different <laughs> penal codes and classes of, of, of misdemeanor, felony, what the fines, all that. They posted it on all of their pages, sent emails and all that kind of stuff to let parents know so they won't be clutching their pearls if their kid gets arrested and trying to act like they don't know. Now you know. So... When, I, when my son first told me, practically, just, I'm like, that sounds like some kids trying to be funny um, and trying to see if they can get a reaction out of the adults. I'm like, it doesn't sound credible, but of course, I always pray about everything. I never go by just what I, if I want to make sure I'm hearing from God. So uh, I prayed about it and I felt good about it. And I, I told him, no, you're not being picked up. Um, I told my son to pray. I'm like, you know, pray for peace. Calm your friends down. Nothing's going to happen. Everything's going to be okay. But um, on the parent board and all that, you, they're posting videos of parents showing up out the door. Um, 
I mean, it was crowded of parents picking up their kids from school because of these threats. And then come to find out it wasn't fact children. As believers, we need to, we, we, we cannot submit to a spirit of fear. It's one thing to be afraid, but when you're afraid, you need to put your trust and faith in God. You don't have to just walk around afraid. Nobody's telling you to do that. When you're afraid, pray about it. Like when COVID first hit, I was afraid. My daughter was working a job. One of our daughters was working a job where she had constant contact with people, like physical contact with people. And uh, I was afraid because it had just, it just came on the scene. It had just pulled up. And I didn't know what was going on. None of us did. You know, kids were on spring break one minute, and then they extended it, and then they extended it again, and they're like pandemic. And and then the news reports are talking about hospitals are so full, they're having to get coolers and put them on the side of the street because people dying so much. I mean, it was just nuts. And God, because I was going to tell her to quit her job, and God said, do, do not do that. Do not. He said, it's not going to touch you. Because I had been praying Psalm 91 over our family for years. And right before COVID had hit, God told me, you're, you're about to see, you're, you're about to see like Psalm 91 unfold right before your very eyes. And it's not over, just FYI. We, we are not over in that Psalm 91. We're going to see it, right? Things are going to get progressively worse. And I'm not saying that to put fear in you or to make you afraid. I'm telling you that so that you can be prepared. And this is something that we know because we study our word, right? We study the word. We know what's going to happen in these end times that we are currently living in. So for believers, yeah, we're, we're, we're protected, but we, we, you know, and we're in this world, not of it, but not to say that we, we may not be affected by some of the things that's happening in the world, but God is going to always bless us. God is always going to show us grace. And that's why it's so important right now. Our steps are very important right now. These, these are critical moments for our steps. Okay, our steps are ordered by God. This is the word. And so you best be making sure that you're on your ordered step and not making steps because of fear, right? And, and, and it could be fear of anything. Like a lot of people now saying, I'm, I'm not going out anymore. I'm just going to do my online shopping. I'm just going to do this, that, and the other because people are looking for security. Let's go back to Second Timothy. I want to point something out, okay? And let me go back to Second Timothy You hear a, 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 a lawnmower, that's just Terrence. <laughs> okay. So Second Timothy 1, let's go back to verse 9. Uh, For he delivered us and saved us and called us with a holy calling, a calling that leads to a consecrated life, a life set apart, right? We don't need to be, our our lives need not be mirroring the world. We're set apart. It's consecrated, okay? Um, A life of purpose. Not because of our works or because of any personal merit. So it is not your degree, right? It's not who you know. It's not your family last name. Okay, we could do nothing to earn this, but because of his own purpose and grace, his amazing, undeserved favor, which was granted to us in Christ Jesus before the world began eternal ages ago. He delivered us and saved us and called us with the holy calling. Okay, 
a calling that leads to a consecrated life. We're, we, we're going to be set apart, and the world's going to take notice. We don't move like they move, right? Because what did he say again? He said, let me go up. Verse 6, this is why I remind you to fan into flame the gracious gift of God, that inner fire, the special endowment which is in you through the laying on of my hands with those of the elders at your ordination. Fan the flame. Fan into flame the gracious gift of God. Because we all have gifts of God. You need to fan those flames. Some of us are, are prophets. Some of us are teachers. Some of us are called to edify. Some of us are called to preach. Some of us, that we need to be fanning those flames because the, the, our gifts are needed right now in this time. We can't just go along with the, the screaming and the, oh, no, the sky is falling. We need to say, no, the, he holds together the sky, the Lord. We need to be speaking the truth. We need to be the light. We need to be the, the give the answers because we got the answers. So we can't just be saying, like, I'm seeing a lot of people saying, I'm tired of thoughts and prayers. They don't do anything. <laughs> Time to take action, right? And even believers, I'm seeing, saying this. They're just mirroring and parakeeting what others say because people like to be on trend, right? I don't care about being on trend. I'm going to say what God tells me to say. If that's trendy, cool. If it's not trendy, cool. I don't care. That's not my motive. I'm not here to be trendy. I'm here to, to, to speak the word of God. You like it? Great. You don't like it? Great. I don't care. I'm going to do what God has called me to do, period. That's why I was born. That's why I was placed into the earth at this time. And so if somebody comes talking about some, well, thoughts and prayers don't work, I'm going to have to correct you. See, because the prayers of the righteous availeth much. If you're not righteous, maybe that's why your prayers aren't availeth. Nothing. So that would make sense. So when worldly people say that, yeah, they don't do nothing because they're not even leaving the ceiling. You might as well go scream at the tree in your backyard or go talk to a squirrel. Because if you're not righteous, your prayers aren't doing jack deadly squat. But for believers to say that, I'm like, you are, that's a lie from the flaming pits of hell because the word of God is, is what's true. I don't care how many people say prayer don't work. It don't, they need to continue that. Prayer don't work for the unrighteous. Prayer works for the righteous. It availeth much. So when you hear people saying things like that or you see people operating in fear, we need to, we need to not be afraid. We can't be cowards, right? Because, again, let's go back. Because, again, I, I love the Amplified. It's my favorite because it expands. Some, some words can't be translated word for word, so it will expand on the different ways that the word can be translated. So let's talk about what the Lord didn't give us, okay? Again, verse 7, for God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear. And too many believers are behaving like cowards. What is a coward? Let's look it up. Because that's what we not. If 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 God didn't give us that, we don't want to be it. So let's know what it is. So we're not doing that. 
One who shows disgraceful fear or timidity. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, what else? A person who lacks the courage to do or endure dangerous or unpleasant things. Uh, synonyms. I love synonyms. Weakling. A namby-pamby. Mouse. Chicken. Scaredy cat. Frady cat. Yellow belly. Sissy. Big baby. <laughs> I'm not going to read some of these ones because they're vulgar, but okay. <clears throat> Another uh, way to describe a, a coward is excessively afraid of danger or pain, right? Some people, it's painful to them for people to think or call them names. And so they cower in fear. That's typically when you hear somebody cowering, right? You hear them say that they cower in fear. And God has not given us neither. He hasn't given us a spirit of, of, of being a coward or fear. So if you're cowering in fear, that's not a God. And you need to just do it afraid. But we don't have the luxury of not providing the truth to a dying, hurting, confused, lost world. That is what we are here for. That is our job. That is our duty and our responsibility as ambassadors of Christ. Not just going along with it, but the stupidity and the madness and the lies. Now, parents don't get away from this window with that. (laughs) I know y'all can't hear that. But believers, body of Christ, friends, family, we we need to be praying for strength, for courage. We need to remember who we are. We need to know that we have gifts and we need to fan those flames and we need not submit to the spirit of fear. Right, because a lot of people are submitting to it. They they're making moves based on fear. Fear based moves are are are, are gonna. They're not gonna end well because it's not of God. So anything that's not of God is of who? There's only two. There's there's no gray. You either hot or cold, right? There's, there's salt water. There's fresh water. There's no salt fresh. Like it, it's it's one or the other. You either love, if you love the world, you hate God. God is very, very uh, clear that there's no straddling, there's no purgatory, there's no warmth, there's no kind of sort. You either are or you are not, period. So if God didn't give us something, that means it's, it's of the devil. It's in opposition of God. So we need not be cowards. We need not be submitting, bowing down, and making fear-based moves. Maybe you're making moves because you're afraid to be alone. You're afraid it's your last shot. You're afraid they're going to fire you. You're afraid you're going to get sick. You, 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 and, 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 and you're making your moves based on that. Now you're submitting to a spirit of fear. Because being afraid, yeah, that, that, that's, like, like that's a momentary. You, you, can, you feel it, you acknowledge it, you take it to the Lord. But once you start making moves, now you're submitting to a spirit of fear. Now you're making fear-based moves. 
to try to calm that, that feeling. That's what a lot of people do. They make moves to try to calm their flesh. You got to kill your flesh, not calm it. You don't soothe it. You don't give it a warm cup of milk and tuck it in the bed and read it a bedtime story and give it a glow worm and tell it to come see you if they have a scary dream. You don't do that. You kill it. Quit coddling your flesh. Try to make it feel better. Oh, I just want to feel better because I'm feeling some sort of way. Take it to the Lord and kill that thing. Starve it out. Quit feeding it. And that's what so many people and the body of Christ is doing. We don't have the luxury to do that, people. We don't need to be doing that. And I'm not just talking to you. You're talking to me, too. I've had to have these conversations with myself like, what are you doing? I had a, a, a situation pop up last week, matter of fact. Because don't think that, that anybody who, who, who does shows that we're not dealing with our own personal battles. We, we're all battling. There's no person immune from the battles of life, not one. Somebody says, oh, I never battle anything. That's a liar. Call them out. Call out that spirit of life because we're all battling something. But a scary situation popped up last week. It was a clear attack. And I was like, you know, mm-mm. you know what? Because I, I started thinking of what can I do? And I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't even take this to the Lord. Like the minute I found out about it, I started making plans on what to do. So when I start doing that, now I'm, I'm, that thing is, a, is, is, is dictating what I do. So I said, no, let me take this to the Lord. Lord, what do you want me to do? You know what the Lord said? I know some of y'all ain't going to be surprised. This is, it don't surprise me anymore. The first time he told me this, it blew my socks off. And I was like, I know you lying. Let me try this again. Maybe he didn't hear my prayer. Let me blow off my prayer, my prayer uh, hands. <sighs> okay, Lord, once again. And okay, this is what the Lord told me. He said, do nothing. <laughs> he said, do nothing. I was like, but, but. <laughs> he said, don't, nothing. I'll take care of it. Do nothing. So checked on the situation today, and now it's, it's null and void. I did literally nothing. <laughs> I just prayed about it. And so as believers, it's not that you're never going to be afraid. But do not let the, that, don't, don't take that, what you're, how you're feeling, and now you're bowing down to it. Now it's, it's coming. It's now, now you're bowing down to a spirit of fear. Because now that's what's ruling you. When we have the Holy Spirit in us, because the Holy Spirit immediately checked me, because I'm like, Maybe we're like whoa, 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 what are you doing? That's not, we're not doing that. You need to have some conversations with yourself. We see David do it all the time. Self-talk, there's nothing wrong with some self-talk. Sometimes you need to check yourself and say, wait, wait, excuse you, excuse you, you better get in prayer. You better not. You better not go off on the people. You better not make that move without consulting God. You better not call your mama first. Did you even ask God? You got to have them, them talks with yourself. But you need to make sure that you are strengthening your relationship with God. You are checking your motives and checking why you are, what, what's moving you. Are you doing it because you're afraid? Because you're scared? Or is that what God told you to do? Take it all to the Lord and, and be honest. Because I was. I said, Lord, I'm afraid. Like, this is not lining up to what you have promised me. And now this thing that popped up, 
and these people on some other stuff, and no, and God said, do nothing. I'll take care of it. And I prayed about it, then I told Terrence. And Terrence said, don't worry about it. Terrence is pretty cool and collected naturally, but he he always does what he feels the Spirit of God is telling him to do. And he was like, eh, don't worry about it. Don't even think about it. Don't even talk about it. Don't give it no life. Don't give it no energy. That's a, that's that that's that ain't gonna. It's not gonna fit. Trying to make something fit. Nah, that's just go about your day. Don't even breathe no life into it. He was right, but most importantly, God was right. God told me what to do, and He said do nothing. <laughs> and I had not told Terrence that at that time. I just told him what I had discovered something that came up against me and like yeah no you're not doing that and I told him I said you're right because God had already told me to do nothing and sometimes that's hard especially when you are afraid but when you are afraid you got to put your trust and hope in him and when you do that that's how you have that peace that surpasses understanding let's read that scripture and then I'm going to pray over you guys, hold on real quick. All right. So, let's see, peace. Let's go to Philippians 4, 7. But, you know, let's just go to Philippians 4. I don't know my son's texting me about dinner, even though it's 746. <laughs> okay, so let's go to, and we broke this down before, but maybe you didn't hear the show when we broke down um, Philippians 4. So let's, uh, Let's start with uh, verse 6, Philippians 4, 6. Um, Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. And the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. So this is how we obtain it. By not being anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. That's how you get peace. Because you say, well, if I'm afraid, I'm just doing the afraid, but I'm still afraid. That's how you get the peace. By praying about it, everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific request known to God. And the peace of God, the peace, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. That's how you get the peace. That's how you combat being afraid. So you got two options when that when you feel that type of way. 
You can pray about it. You can give it to God, and, and, and you can have some self-talk. I'm not going to be anxious. I'm not going to worry about that. And when it tries to come, because it's going to try to come, it's going to be like, hey, um, remember me? Be worried. And you say, no, I'm not going to be worried. I'm not going to be anxious. Because I gave that to God, and I trust God. You make your specific request known in every circumstance, everything. Too many people not praying about everything. Sitting there stressed, I pray about everything. Even like I'll ask Sarah, what you want for dinner? I don't know. I'll pray about it. And, God, and a whole recipe will come to me. A whole idea, a whole dinner spread will come to me. What should I wear today, Lord? Whatever. If, I'm, if, if, if it's something that's causing me because I don't like too many options. So when, when, when I, if I have too many options or something, it, it, I will start to feel like that anxiety will come on because I'm like, I don't know which one. It's like when we uh, went to uh, design for our home, and there's all these options of like, do you want these countertops? Do you want these ones? Do you want this carpet? Do you want this? Top? I'm like, this too many. Thankfully, you know, I prayed about that too, and, and thankfully the things came very quick because I don't, I don't like too many options. Even like you go to a restaurant, I don't like too many options. So if I feel that anxiety coming on me because there's too many options, I just ask God, what, what option do I choose? And every single time he gives it to me. Every time. That's how I combat that. Because I know naturally I don't like a lot of options. So when a lot of options come up and I start feeling some sort of way, sometimes I can say, okay, I want this or whatever. But if, if not, then I just say, Lord, what you want me to, which one? Because I'm not about to feel anxious. And he'll say, this one. So we got to work the word, people. We need to work it. it, it, it it's not enough to to read it and to know it. You need to work the word, period. And and sometimes it's like a puzzle piece because some scripture here, some scripture there, some scripture there. That's why you got to study it. That way you know what to do. It, it's, it's, it's guidance. It's telling you what to do, but you got to choose to do it. It ain't enough for you to know. People, I know, the, I know scripture. You think the devil don't know scripture? So congrats. Like, what does that mean? Do it. And do not give in because we're going to see so many things happen with our eyes. Let's, let's go to Psalm 91. I know I said after that scripture I was going to start answering the callers, but this came to me just now. The Lord said, read Psalm 91. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to read Psalm 91. One through sixteen, Psalm ninety-one. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will remain secure and rest in the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no enemy can withstand. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust with great confidence and on whom I rely. For He will save you from the trap of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you and completely protect you with His pinions. And under His wing you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a wall. You will not be afraid of the terror of night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor of the destruction, sudden death that lays waste at noon. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but danger will not come near you. You will only be a spectator as you look on with your eyes and witness the divine repayment of the wicked as you watch safely from the shelter of the Most High. 
because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. No evil will befall you, nor will any plague come near your tent, for he will command his angels in regard to you to protect and defend and guard you in all your ways of obedience and service. They will lift you up in their hands so that you do not even strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and cobra, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot because he set his love on me. Therefore, I will save him. I will set him securely on high because he knows my name. He confidently trusts and relies on me knowing I will never abandon him. No, never. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him with a long life. I will satisfy him and I will let him see my salvation. So see, first you see <clears throat> the writer talking about what he going to do, right? Then you see God talking about what he going to do and why he going to do it. But the reason why God had me to read that is because he wants you to understand what we're going to face, right? What is, he, what, what is it? There's arrows that's flying by day, right? Pestilence stalking in the darkness, destruction, sudden death that lay waste, a thousand falling at your side, and 10,000 at your right. So that's a lot of things that are scary, right? We saw... COVID was a pestilence. I want you to just be prepared to know what we're going to see. We're going to see some things in these end times that are not going to make you feel all warm and and cozy. You're not going to get the warm fuzzies when you see them. But you need to know the word and what God has to say about it. And you just do the work, period. Because it's going to get to the point where we we got to be willing to, to go to the end for our calling and for our Lord. If they, they'll threaten death, they might threaten to, to take your food, your money. Who cares? Death is a reward for, for, for the sake. So why, why do we fear the most beautiful thing that we can experience, which is going into glory? We have work to do. And we need to build ourselves up to have that type of courage to just do the work. Everybody's work is not the same. There's people on the front line, there's people in the back, just like in a, in a, in a regular army, right? Even the different, you know, uh, branches of military, they don't all do the exact same thing. Some of them be right on the front. Some of them are doing things electronically or through the computers and all that kind of stuff, doing the coordinates. But, but it doesn't matter what your, what your post is. You need to be on your post and you need to be doing what needs to be done and not uh, succumbing to the, the tactics of the enemy. Because one of the main tactics he's going to use is fear. He's going to use fear because people move very easily by fear. That's, that's something that moves people easily. Easily. I saw how quick them parents move, and, 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 and a lot of parents I know are believers. Oh, oh no, I'm going to get my chair. You're going to have my What? I mean, it took zero effort. That fear will move people quick, but we cannot be moved by that spirit of fear. And when we feel that, when we feel afraid, we need to take it to the Lord. And that's in any area of your life. Don't let fear, don't submit to that spirit of fear. It's not a God. Don't be a coward. That's not a God either. Don't cower in fear. 
Oh, if I say that, I might get fired. If I say that, they might think that I'm this, that, and the other. Who cares what they think? What are their thoughts? I'm, I'm concerned about the thoughts that God has for me. Because his word says, for I know the thoughts I have for you. Thoughts, thoughts of, 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 let's read that. I'm trying, Lord. I'm trying to get to the college, but you be. <laughs> Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster or to give you a future and a hope. That's the only thoughts I'm concerned about. I don't care about the thoughts of people because the thoughts that God has for me are plans for peace, well-being, not for disaster, to give me a future and a hope. So that's what I'm putting my, that's the only thoughts I'm concerned about. I'm not concerned about the thoughts of people. And you need not be concerned about it either. Because their thoughts may be good and their thoughts may be bad and their thoughts may be to help you and their thoughts may be to hinder you. Either way, I don't care. I don't put my concern on that. And you don't need to either. Because the minute you do, that 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 cowardice is going to come on you. Because now you're going to be afraid to make moves because you don't want people to think a certain way when you can't control what people think about you. You cannot control that. That's, that has nothing to do with you. That's not even your problem. That's their problem. If their thoughts are ill towards you, that's their problem. That's not your problem. Don't make their problem yours. Don't concern yourself with that. Pray for them. Lord, show them if they have ill thoughts towards me, um, I, 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 if they're if they using the thoughts and it's sinking into their heart, now they're speaking it. You know, I, I, I'm going to condemn every, every, every lying tongue, but Lord, give them the truth about who I am if, 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 if they need to, to see that. Because some people just literally don't matter in your life. They don't make break. They don't do nothing. They're just there. So if it matters, Lord, then, you know, do, do what you need to do. I can't tell you what to do because you might be concerned about somebody's thoughts towards you because maybe they're in a position of power. They ain't going to be, be in that position of power come next Tuesday. So it don't even matter. Who cares? I've seen people work in corporate. I thank God I'm out of corporate because I have been working corporate America from the time I was 19 and it'd be the same thing, different sectors and it, it, it's the same thing. It don't matter. But one thing I would see is people would be, become so afraid when people were in a position of promotion or raises or whatever the case may be, um, and if the person didn't like them, like, they just would just be paralyzed in fear or trying to figure out how to get this person to like them or this, that, and the other. And I always be like, who cares? <laughs> I don't care what that person thinks. Because what's for me is for me, period. Can't nobody stop what's for me. God could frog hop that person to the next one to give me a promotion. I mean, I've lived it. I've seen it. I've experienced it. So I'm not telling you what could happen. I'm telling you what has happened in my life, where people have been in a position of power over me to, and have the ability to, to stop something, and, and God used somebody else to give me what he wanted to give me, disabling that person. So I never made moves on because of what power I felt a person had. I always make moves based on what God tells me to do. Because if that person don't like me or whatever, that's not my problem. It's only my problem when you act on it, when you're doing things that you're not supposed to be doing, when you're, when you're biased because of your feelings towards me. Now that's my problem. 
and now it needs to be addressed. And I'm still going to the Lord and say, how do we address this? Because you need to be mature and professional. You know, most of the time when I worked with people at corporate, I didn't like everybody, but I was always mature and professional because my personal feelings had nothing to do with the job, right? And people's personal feelings are not your problem unless they make it your problem because of their behavior, and then you take it to the Lord. Don't make moves based on fear. Don't make moves based on, don't be a coward, right? Because you can't go to Oz and get no little plastic heart from the great wizard to not be a coward. We have the power to not be a coward because the Holy Spirit dwells within us. When you feel that cowardness trying to come up, mm-mm, let me let me not, let me take this to prayer, right? Because that's how we get that peace that surpasses understanding by taking every circumstance. And the reason why a lot of people don't take every circumstance because they're afraid to admit how they're feeling. They're afraid to admit that they're cowardly or they're afraid to admit that they're afraid. But you think God don't know that? You're worried about what some human thinks about you, but God knows everything about you. So it doesn't serve you to not be honest with God and take it to him. Everything. If you're feeling jealous, if you feel in some sort of way, you feel overlooked, you you feeling overcome, you feeling defeated, oppressed, no matter what it is, take it to God in prayer. That's how you're going to get your peace. You're sitting there saying, oh, everything's fine, everything's fine, and it's not. It does not, does not serve you. What it does is put you in shackles because the truth is what makes you free. And, and the peace that that surpass the understanding, you can only get that peace from God. You're not going to get it nowhere else. You're going to look and you're going to try and you're going to fail. You can only get it from God. Just like you can only get wisdom from God. You can't get wisdom from nowhere but God, period. You can get some worldly some worldly knowledge, but most of the time that's pure foolishness. I like to know it just to know what they, what they think. But the more I study the wisdom of man, more I understand why it's called the wisdom of fools. Let's do a collective prayer, then I'm going to pray over you all. Uh, Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you for another opportunity to come before you, Lord, and to learn and to grow and to be ministered to and sharpened, Father God. Lord, help us to, to walk in power, love, and a sound mind, Father God. Uh, help us, give us the strength um, and teach us how to overcome so that we're not making moves and bowing down to a spirit of fear because we know that's not of you. Let us not be cowards, Father God. Let us let us not be concerned about the thoughts of man, but let us be concerned about your thoughts because your thoughts are good. They're, they're not for our disaster, but to have an expected end. So let, let us only concern ourselves about what you think about us, not what people think about us. Let us fan the flames. Of the, of the giftings that you have placed in us, Father God. Let us be light in this dark world and speak the truth and not go along. Let us not just go along with stupidity and foolishness and, 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 and parakeet what they're saying, the world is saying, but let us say what the word is saying because that's the truth. That's the truth. So, Lord, we just love and honor you. As I pray over people, Lord, help me to, uh, to, to, to decrease as you increase and give each caller what they need from you, from your lips, Father God, to their ears. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So uh, for the sake of time, I'm going to do like I did last week. I'm going to unmute you, get your name, pray for you, and go to the next caller so that we can get everybody. Let me get my notes. 
make sure I don't miss anybody. I don't think Terrence is going to join us because I still hear him in that backyard. <laughs> All right, first caller is 251-342. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is Latrice, Tanisha. Hey, Latrice, how are you tonight? It is well, and you? I'm doing good. Oh, God. Oh, God, yes. I'm glad you called in tonight, so I'm going to mute you and pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Latrice. Lord, we thank you for the uh, uh, the unmerited uh, favor. Um, and, and thank you, Lord, that you're showing her that that you are going to uh, bless those who, who bless her and uh, curse those who curse her. So she's going to get to the point, Father God, thank you that she's going to get to the point where she's, when people, when she knows people are trying to curse her, right, and, and, and her understanding, she, she, she understands what it means when people try to curse her, where she would genuinely feel sorry for them and genuinely try to win them over, not because she cares about what they think, but because she knows that if they continue on the path that they're on, they're setting themselves up for, for, for a curse from you. So she's really trying to, to prevent uh, them from, from making a grave mistake by trying to curse her because she knows that you will curse those who curse her. So her mentality is going to be different and change when she sees people trying to come against her and trying to curse her to where she's like, oh, no, don't do that. Let, let's, let's, let's have a conversation. Let's talk. Let me pray for you. Let me pray for your heart to be softened because this is not what you want. Because you, you might think that you're doing it for whatever reason, but you don't know what you're doing. You know not what you do. You know not what you do. You don't know what you're setting yourself up for. You don't know what type of, what that curse is going to bring about to, 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 to yourself, your family, and those affected. Like, you don't know, so let's not. Let's just not. So I thank you, God, for the compassion that she's going to have for, for, for people um, and, and where she looks at them completely different because she knows that they can't, they can't do nothing to her but set themselves up. Um, when they try to curse her, and 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 a person trying to curse her is not a person that's trying to that is just dislikes her, but a person who's genuinely trying to stop the things that you have uh, called for for her to do. They're, they're they're trying to stop the plans that you have for her life, Father God. So I just thank you for that, and I thank you that she takes um, assurance in that, takes comfort in that, that people are you don't got to worry about people. You've already taken care of people. Um, you're going to bless those who bless her and curse those who curse her. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Next person is 754-255. Who am I speaking with? Hey, Tanisha. This is uh, Donald and Tanya calling from Florida. Hey, Donald and Tanya. How are you tonight? We're doing fine. We're doing great. Good Good to hear you. <laughs> yeah, it's good to talk to you guys. We're always praying for you. And uh, every time you call into Randy, and you guys get to talking, it blesses me like every single time. So I'm always excited when you do call in and, and, and he gets your call and you guys get to talking and revelating. And I mean, it just blesses me every time. So, you know, I'm glad that you guys called in tonight. So uh, let me pray for you guys. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you right now uh, right. for trying Father God. I thank you for the, the, the strength. I thank you for, uh, her really stepping into her her, her royalty. Um, people who are royal, they're just they they move different. Um, I, I don't know how it feels to be royal per se. Like actually have like some sort of providence or it, I'm talking about from a worldly sense. Um, 
like how there's kings and queens and duchesses and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but my entire adult life, people have always referred to me as queen. Like, it's crazy. Like, I will not tell them that, but they will say that. Um, and they always say, because you just, the way you move, you move different. You know, you, your speech is different. You, you, you dress different. You just, you're, you're, you're just different. And I've known that that's because I'm a child of God, because I came into um, the fold very young, all right? I think I was 21 when I became a believer. Um, and it was probably around that time people started calling me queen. They noticed something in me. And I see Tanya really uh, coming into that. Like, where she's just different. Where people are going to say, what's different? Like, you, you move different. You speech different. Like, there's something regal. Um, where even when you when, when you guys will go out, people will, will sense it. Like, man, those people are like somebody. I don't know who they are. Like, they're going to try to figure it out. Uh, but I really see Tanya really, like, just just that that royalty. Like, really moving like, like royalty. Because royal people, they don't they don't move like like us little regular people. <laughs> the, the way they look at us, right? Because we're really not regular people, but they look at us like we're little regular people, uh, the common folk, right? As we call us. But they they expect certain things. They expect certain treatment. They expect people to to behave and 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 respond a certain way. They expect certain privilege because of the royalty that they feel that you know they know that they're a part of. Um, and so with Tanya, Tanya is going to be like the way she moves, it, people are going to like pick up on that and they are going to, they're going to like respond because it's just going to be something royal and regal and just different. Uh, so Laura, we thank you for Tanya. Thank you, Father God, for her stepping into that royalty, um, the, 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 the moving and the expectation really, that's really more what it is. It's the expectation, um, Royal people, when they know that their father is a king or whatever he is that makes them royal, and they they a problem arises or they want to acquire something or they want to go somewhere, they know that that's gonna open the doors. Like they don't they don't they ain't sweating about it because they already know who they are and who what lineage they come from. And Tanya, I really see you moving like that. Like you're gonna know who you you already know who God is, but you're really gonna operate in that. Where the expectation is like, nah, because I'm 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 a daughter of the king, so I'm gonna need you to get in line because there's an expectation, um, and that expectation is really gonna it's gonna like cause people to 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 move the way you expect them to. Like I really believe that the the mind is like a magnet, right? That's why the the word teaches so much about our thoughts because you know we we attract things with our thoughts. I don't. I don't know if there's any scripture that says that, but just even the way I've experienced life when I think, you know, on what's true, what's lovely, when I think on prophecies that God has given me, when I think on the truth, like I experience that. But when I be thinking on that negativity and, you know, all that chaos or I'm thinking I can't, you know, sometimes that that's the case, you know, so I always try to make sure my mind is on the right things. But you putting your mind on that and having that expectation, you're going to draw that. Um, so I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen, Lord. And we just thank you right now um, for Donald. We thank you, Father God, that you're giving him the desires of his heart, of, of the ability to um, to provide the way he wants to provide for his family, to be able to do all of the things, um, and knowing that you're concerned about those things. 
Because sometimes we get into a mode where we're just like, oh, little, you know, just if you could do this, it'll be enough. No, it's not. When you know it's not really enough and you don't want to feel like you're being greedy, but if you want to be able to take care of all your bills and take your family on vacations and, you know, buy your kids, you know, certain types of clothes and all that kind of stuff, okay. Like God is really going to give you the ability to take care of your family the way you want to take care of them, not just, you know, trying to be on some, oh, just, just as long as this is enough, we're okay. But like really being able to do the things that you, that you secretly want to do, but you're, you're like, you know, if I can, cool, but if I can't, cool, but God's like, no, I'm going to make it to where you can, that where you can take care of your family the way you want to take care of your family where, um, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's not being greedy. It's not, um, it's, it's God really giving you the desires of your heart. It's like, God is really going to show you that, uh, no area in your life is going to prevent you from being able to fully do the things that you want to do. Sometimes we have pockets in our life that can stop us, or we feel like it's stopping us from doing the things um, that we want to do. Because we're going to say like, man, if I wouldn't have did this at this age, then maybe, you know, now I'd be able to do this, that, and the other. And that, that comes from the enemy. God's going to show you that. No, he, he will uh, restore, um, the, 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 the time. He'll redeem the time. And he's going to show you that no pockets, no areas of your life is going to stop you from being able to do the things that you want to do with your family. So Lord, we just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Next is two five one two two nine. Uh yes, this is Sarah. Hi from Alabama. Hey Sarah, did you get that cat? Yes, I did. <laughs> What's the name, him or her? Um, Fluffy. Fluffy? Okay. What kind of cat is it? I thought about you the other day. I was like, I wonder if Sarah went on and got that cat. <laughs> <laughs> a calico. Okay, a calico. Nice cat. I'm allergic to them, I believe. <laughs> when we got our cat, I saw this calico. I really wanted it. I picked her up. And then when I put her back down, I was completely broke out in a rash on my chest. And I was like, oh, no, maybe I'm allergic to cats. And then we got our cat, which is, we were told she was a domestic short hair, but really she's a domestic medium hair because she's fluffy and sheds and all that. We've got to keep her groomed. Um, but calicos are absolutely beautiful cat. So I'm happy to hear that you got Fluffy. I used to have a cat named Fluffy um, when I had my first got cat. He was a Persian mix and just the sweetest cat ever. Um, so yeah, I'm glad to hear that. So I'm going to go ahead and mute you and pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you right now for Sarah, Father God. We just thank you that, that she's overcoming, that she's going to teach people, um, how to overcome, right? That's what we talked about earlier, part of our prayer about overcoming, people overcoming that spirit of fear and being a coward is, is, is teaching, is, is being taught how to overcome, right? Because we could say that, like, you got to overcome, but you got to be taught how to overcome. And I see God using you to teach people how to overcome um, and what that means in a practical sense, right? Because people say, oh, you're so strong, you're so this, that, and the other, but there's things that you did to make them say that about you. Nobody just walks up and say, oh, you're just so strong. People typically say that about you because they've watched you overcome. Like, that's always been my thing. People also say, Tanisha, she's so strong. I remember one time telling the Lord, look, I'm tired of that. (laughs) But he's taught me how to overcome. And even as a child, my, my upbringing, my dad was very big on that. 
on, on, on overcoming adversity and my mom too, like they were just overcomers. And so that translated well into my walk. Uh, and so I see you teaching people how to overcome. People need that. They need that. Lord, bless Fluffy with a long life um, and, 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 and help Fluffy to be acclimated and just a great companion and, uh, and, and not be too cat crazy. In Jesus' name, amen. And we know cats, sometimes they get the zoomies, and our cat loves to wake me up every morning. She's like, oh, it's, I'm up. Humans wake up, and I'm like, I'm still asleep, but <laughs> but she's a blessing. All right, let's go to our next caller here, 919-292. Who am I speaking with? You there, 919-292? Maybe you are, maybe you got me on hold, maybe you've clicked over, maybe you fell asleep. But I'm going to pray for you anyway. Hopefully you will uh, call back in and listen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for 919-292. We thank you, Lord, for just uh, really, really experiencing that peace that surpasses understanding. Um, again, as we talked earlier in the show, it comes through prayer, taking everything to God, even the ugly, right? Because a lot of times we don't want to take our ugly stuff to God. I remember one person telling me one time that they were jealous of somebody. And I'm like, you know, take it to God in prayer. It, that, that's, that, that's something ugly. It's ugly to feel jealousy, right? But I'm like, take it to God in prayer because that's how you're going to get the peace about it, and that's how you're going to work through that. God, God's not intimidated by anything that we do. He's not intimidated by your sin. He's like, oh, my God, you're jealous. Get away from me. Depart from me, you wicked. Like, no, he's not going to do that. He's going to help you and walk you through that and get to the root of why are you feeling jealous. Because when when that type of feeling comes upon you, obviously it's because you feel like somebody has something that you want or you're not able to get something that somebody else has. There's like a root cause, and God will work all of that out and get rid of the root, right? He's not going to just treat the surface, not a topical thing, right? God gets to the nitty-gritty. Um, to, 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 to get to uh, what even allowed it access. So I see you um, really operating and, and really understanding what that piece is because you are really going to operate in taking everything to God, good, bad, and ugly. And he wants it. He wants it. Your friends, they might not want to hear it because sometimes people get tired of hearing about certain stuff. But God is never tired. He always wants to hear it. He's like, bring it to me. Bring it, bring it. I want to hear. I want to hear all about everything that you're feeling and, 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 and what you're thinking. He wants to know because he wants to help and he wants to teach you how to, how to get past it, move past it, and what, what the root cause is and dig up those bad roots, and then he wants to sow good seeds in you, right? And then you can use your experience to help the next person. So I really see you operating in that um, peace that surpasses understanding, but it's going to come because you're going to be obedient and you're going to be taking everything, everything to God in prayer. All right, next caller here, 334590. Who am I speaking with? Hey, it's Jayla. Hey, Jayla, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I knew that was you, but you know, I have to ask anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jayla, Lord. We thank you for the, the, the accepting. I see you accepting where you are, right? Um, when you accept where you are, you can 
it, it's like God can really mold. Because sometimes we are, we, it's like we don't want to acknowledge where we are. So we just get so focused on where we're trying to go or where we're trying to, who we're trying to be. But you got you to gotta accept where you are right now. Because when you accept where you are, you don't have to be content with where you are right now. But you got to accept, like, okay, this is me right now. And now let me take it to the Lord. And now, Lord, whatever um, in me, you don't want to be in me, I give you free reign and access to remove it or to mold, shape, change. Um, but I see you accepting who you are um, for the purpose of God building. Um, it's like God's going to demo you, right? Because when you, when, when you, not demo, uh, renovate. Yeah, there we go. Now, some parts are going to be demoed. There's, there's some pieces of you that he's got to demo, right? When you demo something, it's short for demolish, it's got to go. Um, but I see you being reconstructed more so or, or, or renovated, where when you renovate something, it's got the same bones, right? But you take out the, the old stuff that's not working, right? It's not working properly, and you put new things in it to make it work properly it makes it look good again it makes it functional again sometimes it, you redo certain things like you could repurpose a room like it used to be a sitting room and now it's you know something else some spectacular library or whatever the case may be but i see god uh, demoing some some areas of you right demoing some they're just they gotta go period so demolish you demolish something it's gone and then renovating some some parts of you. So out with the old and in with the new. Out with the with the dysfunctional and in with the functional. I love to watch home shows, and sometimes things are very beautiful. Like I love old homes that have character, um, but sometimes the the old things that have character and that are still beautiful, they're not functional. So if they're not functional, they're what they're dysfunctional. But some people try to hold on and try to keep it because oh it's so beautiful, it's got character, but it's dysfunctional. So it's not serving its purpose. And so they have to make a decision to uh, a lot of times remove it because it's not serving. It's just it, it just looked good, but no no other goods coming from it. And so sometimes we have those areas in our life too where where things have a look, but they don't function. And and we as believers, we don't want to be dysfunctional in, in in any area, no matter how it looks. It's not about the look. It's about is it functioning? Is it is it is it serving? Is it serving? Is it serving God, right? Because most people, they take the approach, is it serving me? No, is it serving God? Because sometimes what's serving God is, is, is it's, it doesn't feel good to me, but it's still doing a good work. So a lot of times we, we base on is something serving us based on how it feels to us, but no, it could be serving us and serving us well, and it does not feel good. So our approach has to be, is it serving God? And if it's not serving God, then God remove it. Because if it's not serving God, it's not serving you. Something can be serving you, right, and it's not serving God. So we can't take the world's approach because I see that a lot when people say, you know, remove things that aren't serving you. And I, at one point, point, I was like, yeah, that's right, remove. No, I'm like, wait a minute. No, because sometimes something could be serving you and it really don't feel good and you really don't even want to do it. But you do it anyway because you trust God and that God knows what's best. So, Lord, we thank you for the demo and we thank you for the renovations in Jayla's life. And we thank you for her um, accepting who she is right now and, and, and opening herself up to you, opening yourself up to the Holy Spirit to come in with the construction crew to do what needs to be done. 
to get her where she needs to be because the foundation is solid, but there's, there's work that needs to be done. Some things need to be removed. Some things just need to be renovated. So we thank you that she's opening herself up to you to do the work that needs to be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Next is 919-426. Who am I speaking? Destiny from North Carolina. Hey, Destiny. How are you tonight? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for calling in tonight. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, we just thank you right now. For destiny, Father God, we thank you for the, uh, I see I see you, like, God teaching you how to be very responsible um, with finances um, and, and God using you in, in the realm of uh, finances. Because if we get a large amount of finances quick, it's, it's easy to, like, kind of lose it a little bit. Um, but I see God, like, kind of giving you plans now. You know, sometimes we'll think, oh, I'm just fantasizing or, you know, because if I had a lot of money, I'd do this, that, and the other. But really, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's helping you to plan so that when it happens, you're not, like, going into a tailspin, like, oh, no, I don't know what to do. No. we, You know, God, like, no, that was a fantasy. You wasn't just daydreaming. Like, these were plans. So do this, 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 and this. And I see you really, uh, him teaching you how to be very responsible with, with money. And not just, you know, regular money, but large sums of money. Because he's, he's going to trust you with large sums of money, but he's going to talk to you now about what you would do with it. Um, so, Lord, we just thank you for that. Open her up to that, and we thank you for the uh, provision to uh, receive um, and to obtain the large sums of money. And, and I thank you, Father God, for her to allow herself to, to, to dream and to, to think about what she would do with it, um, not based on where she's at now, but, but having faith for where you're taking her. Um, in the financial realm. So let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. That's good. Next is 954580. Who am I speaking with? Hi, this is Tanisha. This is Carolyn. Hey, Carolyn. How are you tonight? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. It's good to hear from you. Same here. All right. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Carolyn, Lord. We thank you uh, for the it's like your I see your your steps. Uh, I think I've given you this word before. I've given somebody something similar. Your steps are being illuminated. Sometimes it feels like we've been on the same step for a very long time, right? Because the word says our steps are ordered. Sometimes it feels like we've been just like on the same step. So we're like, okay, Lord, what's next? <laughs> and you feel like you're kind of in a waiting waiting period or waiting waiting pattern. Um, but I see your step being illuminated. Um, and it might not be the step that you thought it was going to be, but it's going to bring about great blessing. It's going to bring about uh, great peace. I see things opening and loosening, um, loosening for you. It's like some, some areas that you may have felt were stuck, um, so to speak, and got loosening, loosening those, those areas. So when, when something's stuck, right, like if you pick up a, a piece of fruit, um, imagine you see it, it's ripe, you want it, and you try to pull it, and it's stuck. But you're like, no, this is my fruit, it's for the taking, and, and you can't because it's stuck. But if it loosens, now you can pick it and eat it. And I see it's like uh, God has shown you some fruit, right? But it's, it's, it's felt like it's stuck. Um, so you're trying to pull, you're doing what you can, right? Because if you want fruit off a tree, that's what you do. You pull it off. Um, and you're trying different ways to pull it, 
And they're like, why can't I pull this fruit off? But I see God loosening things. There's areas that are loosened. So it's not that it wasn't for you. It's just a timing thing. So now he's going to loosen it. So now you can partake in, in that fruit and eat of it um, and get all the, the goodness from it and, and, and everything that comes along when, when you eat fruit, right? Because we sow seeds, um, we, we, we spring harvest, and a lot of times our, our harvest produces fruit. So it, this is this is talking, talking about good fruit, good fruit that God has already spoken to you about. That's for you that you can even see, but it feels like you're like, oh my gosh, like why can't I eat it? But now you're coming into a season where it's going to loosen and where your your next step is going to be ordered. But it's not going to be what you're thinking, but it's going to be a blessing, a blessing to you. So we thank you for that in Jesus' name, Amen. Next is. 504282, who am I speaking with? 504282? Okay, let's pray for you in a way. Heavenly Father, we thank you for 504282. We thank you for uh, seeing you as the roaring uh, lion of of Judah and what that means. Um, I thank you, Father God, for them seeing that in certain areas that you, you... People need to have fear of you, right? Um, when people have a, a, a fear, a reverential fear of you, it produces change. Um, and so I, I see you really seeing God for the uh, for being the lion, um, the lion of Judah, um, the, like a roaring lion, not like the enemy, right? Because when the enemy roars, it's like he's a lion without teeth. So it just sounds scary, but no bite. But you're going to understand, like, how God is as a lion. Um, a, a lion, like, even in the natural, like the king of the jungle. Um, if you see a lion, you're going to have fear of God <laughs> the minute you see the lion. But I really see you getting that understanding of how to pray for people um, that that do wrong things, that you're going to start praying that they get a fear of God, a reverential fear of God, because then they will have they, – they are on the path to where they can receive wisdom. Because a lot of people, they need wisdom. We try to help people, um, but a lot of times they just need wisdom. So, Lord, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. There's two more, so I'm just going to pray over your area code and prefix so that I don't get cut off. 734572. Um, I thank you for 7345. Um, I'm sorry, 734672. Um, uh, see, see you like with a baby. Now, I don't know if this is in a natural or if this is spiritual, but I see... Um, you like cradling a baby, nurturing a baby. Um, sometimes God gives us, uh, it could be a book, could be a baby, it could be a natural baby, but I see God giving you um, something, uh, what he's likening it to is a baby to, to love on and to, to uh, nurture and to, to train up and to raise, right? Because sometimes a business is like a baby. So like I said, I don't know if this is natural or if this is uh, something spiritual, but that's what I, I saw, even though I don't know who you are. <laughs> but in the spiritual, I see you cradling a baby, um, and that baby giving you a tremendous amount of joy and purpose, and and you just raising it and, and taking care of it, and because and, God entrusting you um, with this baby. So, Lord, we just thank you for that, whether it be in the natural, Lord, or, or spiritual, let it be very clear to them um, what that means. In Jesus' name, amen. Next is 903808. Lord, thank you for 903-808 for the peace, the peace of, of just trusting you, trusting the things that you've said, trusting your prophecies, trusting the um, 
secret things that you've said to them um, about situations that's been prayed for. And, 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 and sometimes we, like we pray without ceasing, right? But sometimes we, we start to worry. And so it's not that we're praying, we're, we're worried that something that is not going to come to pass. And I see you really just having peace because you trust that God, what God has told you is, that's going to happen is, is going to happen. Um, and that just, when you have peace, your life is different. Your life is completely different. So we thank you for that, that peace um, of knowing that you, when you say it, Lord, it's going to happen, period. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, next is 321-230. Thank you for 321-230. We just thank you for settling things um, and, 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 and making things right and, and uh, correcting errors correcting errors and, and, and restoring uh, any, in, any area where their name has been misused, mishandled, mislabeled. Um, and we just thank you for that, Lord, uh, for, for the settling, the settling things. Um, nobody likes to be unsettled. I know I don't, uh, but I see God really settling things and, and, and restoring and making things right. Um, so, Lord, we just thank you for that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Next is 919-995. Um, thank you for it, 919-995. They got in right on the nick of time, and uh, they're going to see that you do that, Lord. When you say you're going to do something, you do it right in the nick of time because your timing is the best timing. Um, sometimes we, we feel like, we like, Lord, if you don't do this by next Tuesday, then it's not going to happen, and that's not true. God does things when it needs to be done. Um, but it's, all, it's right on the nick of time, and you're going to see that, that it, it's going to look like a certain situation um, is not going to go a certain way, and God has already told you it's going to go a certain way, and you're going to see that it's going to go that way. <laughs> Trust God. He's going to do what he says he's going to do. So that's everybody that has their hand up. Thank you all for calling in. I'm going to uh, release the line. Call back in uh, to Randy's show. Um, let me get his calling number for you real quick before it cuts me off. It is... 319-527-6737. Call back in 10 minutes. So at 845, hit one so that you can get into the queue. Um, Randy typically prays over everybody on Wednesdays after he gives a word. But um, thank you all for calling in. Love you guys. Always praying for you. Pray for us as well. Um, until next time, good night.